You are listening to the Kensington Church Podcast, recorded live in Michigan. To learn more about Kensington, visit kensingtonchurch.org. Thank you so much for joining us today online. My name is Sam Frangioni. I'm on our staff here at our Lake Orion campus, which is where you are now joining us. Uh, As you'll see in some of the camera shots today, our room is set up super different. Uh, We have tables out here, and you'll hear a little bit more in a minute, but uh, we had the opportunity this week, maybe you drove by if you live in the area, maybe not, but we had the opportunity to open up our building uh, to the Michigan Department of human and health services and uh, we opened it up people were able to come in if they were affected by flood damages over the last few months and find relief um, at Orion and our Clinton Township and Troy campuses so if you're somebody who gives here and contributes in that way thank you so much for doing that and making uh, this place someplace that we can open up to the community and not just be here on Sunday mornings and, and different times throughout the week but to really be open to the community and people who are in need that's what we want to be here for and this morning we are Kicking off a brand new series called Broken and Beautiful. Now, I don't know what comes to your mind when you think of that. Those things are obviously opposites, right? How can something be broken and beautiful? But when we look at scripture, we see time and time again how God, through Jesus, through his Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, will come through and, and bring restoration, bring peace, um, bring healing. And so we're really diving into that today. Our teaching pastor, who's brand new here, today's his first message on staff, uh, Sam Anderson, is here talking about what that looks like and how we are actually created in God's image and how we are co-creators with him. So I encourage you to press in and see what God might have for you today in the midst of of where you are at in your circumstance in your life. Um, One thing that I want to let you know of is we have Thanksgiving baskets that we've been doing for I think around 30 years here at Kensington. Um, If that's something that you want to do, that you want to be a part of, to contribute, to give, donate, to drive, we need people to sign up. We would love to have you be a part of that. Uh, You can go online at kensingtonchurch.org slash Thanksgiving and sign up there. Um, But we have a powerful day planned and I'm so glad that you've decided to take time today to tune in. So enjoy the service and thank you so much for joining. team and we're just really glad to have you here are you wondering how you knew about the world's biggest grad party that's what this looks like to me all these rolled out paper the plastic table colorings but you want to know why they're here are you guys curious first of all let me tell you this is not going to be a normal situation although it, I, you look really comfortable to me everybody looks like they're having a good time with this you got your coffee got your elbow on the table don't fall asleep You won't, it's a really great message. We have partnered with the Michigan Department of Human Health and Human Services. And what we love about this is that it was our opportunity to open this building up with the community and bless some people who may have had some issues with flooding over the last several months. Believe it or not, some people even in our community have struggled with some some economic issues due to the flooding, flooded basements. And actually, I heard about someone who actually lost her electric car during one of the floods even more recently. Literally, that's the thing about electric cars, you guys. They do not do well in the water. So, so there are some people who have really struggled and we partnered with them and we're gonna do a whole lot more of that. So I want you to know that that is our heart, is to bless our community, to open up our building, to come alongside, even with our staff, anybody who needs a hand during this time and always. So this building is for our community. It's not just for Sundays. So keep that in mind. If you ever know about something that we may be able to help you with, feel free to reach out to us. We would love, we'd love to be a part of it. All right, secondly, parent night out. Who knows about that? I hope you do. Oh, you know, you're going, okay. So parent night out this Friday, November 12th from 6.30 to 9. We're going to host your kids and we're going to tell you, go on a date night, go Christmas shopping because you know there's that whole supply chain thing. 
If you ever go to the store, you're gonna know what I'm saying. So you guys get out there, take advantage of it, sign up for it, we would love to offer that to you. Also, on your tables, do you see the name tags? Lissa, there's name tags. Put your name tag on, be sure and meet somebody. And we have Orion Connect, which is down in the cafe area. It's a great opportunity to meet Sam Anderson and his family, as well as some of this community, and just kind of get to know one another. If you have questions about groups or anything like that, go out to the hub. So there's all kinds of things going on. What else do I want to tell you? One more. We have these are all over your table. These will be used for you as Christmas invites. So if you want to grab a handful on your way out, there's a QR code with all of our service times. It's also going to help you just know like what's happening over the next, the few weeks before Christmas, because we're going to do this great Advent series. Because yeah, we just have so much going on and we're just really glad that you're a part of it. So thank you so much for being here today. We're going to get started, get comfortable and enjoy the message. Good morning, church. We're going to kick things off this morning with a shout for joy. So why don't you stand and join me as we celebrate our great God who is worthy of our hope and our delight. Sing with me. Don't be shy. You can put those hands together. Oh, my God. 
All right, you guys sound great. Thanks. You can have a seat and check out this video. Good morning, Kensington. We're so glad you're here with us today as we begin our new series, Broken and Beautiful. I'm Shauna Schwaniger, a Central Teaching Pastor, and I want to personally invite you to these upcoming opportunities here at Kensington. First, Thanksgiving baskets. Would you join me in this favorite tradition? Kensington has been distributing Thanksgiving baskets to local families for 27 years. The impact is huge and so are the smiles. Now last year, in the midst of the pandemic, we decided to provide gift cards as a main dish of the baskets so that people could purchase their favorite foods and create a feast fit for their own families. The recipients were so excited, we're doing the same this year. There are two ways you can participate, donate and deliver. Every $50 donation fills a basket, and then we hand deliver the baskets to a local family on Saturday, November 20th. Sign up early to deliver. Spaces always fill up quickly, which says what about this community? That you are eager and excited to love your neighbors and be the hands and feet of Jesus. I love it. So find out more about Thanksgiving baskets at kensingtonchurch.org slash Thanksgiving. And if Kensington is your home church, Baskets are also available to you if you need one. Just call our main office at 248-786-0600. The other invitation I have for you is baptisms. We have baptisms at all of our campuses on Sunday, November 21st, and that's just a few weeks away. Baptism is something we get really excited about around here. It's a step of faith and a profound moment of surrender to Jesus. We rise up out of the water with a sense that new life that we have in Jesus. I have been a part of many baptisms over the years, and I love hearing the personal stories about each person's faith journey. So if you feel the tug to be baptized as an outward sign of what God is doing in your heart, find out more and register at kensingtonchurch.org baptism. Okay, now back to our service. We're in the first week of our series, Broken and Beautiful. And I think this whole idea of God using our brokenness is so encouraging and incredible. In God's loving hands, our broken pieces cannot just be mended, but made new. And the final result is even more beautiful than before. I believe God has something special to show us today about who He is and how He works in our lives. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to the Lake Orion Bingo Hall. <laughs> Having church this morning, this is wonderful. Listen, I just wanna reiterate what the video said about the Thanksgiving baskets. This is my first year that I get to be a part of the Thanksgiving baskets here in Orion. And so there is still room for donations and drivers, D&D. So if you'd like to be involved and participate in this, visit kensingtonchurch.org slash Thanksgiving. We would love for you to be a part. I'm excited about it, that our church gets to be a blessing to our greater Orion community. And uh, you know, I'm pumped. Hopefully I'll see you there and you can join us as well. I have a few housekeeping things to go over really quick before we jump in to the message today. By the way, my name is Sam. Nice to see you this morning. Super excited to be here. If I haven't met you yet, I look forward to meeting you. But we have, as Kensington, have finally found a new lead pastor for our Clinton Township location. And so we are very, very excited about that. We're going to throw his picture up on the screen. This is Adam Karshner right here and uh, his beautiful family, his wife, April, and their five kids. I feel like this picture just screams, USA. USA. Like if this picture had a voice, that's what it would be saying to us. USA. Um, Adam is awesome. He is pastor to church in Georgia, pastor to church in New York. Uh, him and his family are so excited to be part of the Kensington family. And so if you see them around at events, you see, um, you know, these kiddos around, just make sure you say hey to them, welcome them to the Kensington family. If you have friends that attend our Clinton Township campus, let them know that you're excited about Adam being here. We are so pumped to have him as part of our team. Now, also, I want to throw out there this question. How many of you, this is gonna be a participation moment, so get ready to raise your hand, okay? Does anyone need to stretch first or are we good? We're good, that first song had a lot of energy, so you should be ready for this, okay? I wanna know who attended our midweek service last month. Raise your hand, let me see, let me see. Look around, that is not enough hands being raised, people. 
Okay, our midweek service, our midweek gathering is incredible. If you have not been to our midweek gathering, you are missing one of the coolest things that we do here at the Orient Campus. I mean, they take this auditorium and they transform it, not into a bingo hall, okay, but they transform it into this intimate worship space. I mean, the stage comes out like halfway along this table. They build like a big stage out here. They rearrange the chairs. They throw drapes down the sides. And it's an opportunity for us to come together and to worship together. And it is so awesome. The band puts in a lot of work to lead us in these moments of connecting with God. And then Craig is going through a series uh, that he's calling Encounter, where he's talking through the encounters in the Bible where people encounter God. And so it's a night just surrounded around being in the presence of God and, and encountering Jesus. And so you need to mark your calendars. Wednesday, November 17th. Wednesday, say it with me. Wednesday, November 17th. Okay, be here at midweek. It's an awesome opportunity to connect with people and connect with God. It's, it's, I'm telling you, if you miss it, you're missing it. Okay, so do your best to get here. And then also today, we are doing an Orion Connect. An Orient Connect is an opportunity for you to connect with other people and to connect with the people here at our campus. So I'm gonna be out there hanging out. A couple other staff members are gonna be out there hanging out after church. It's over in the cafe area. Everybody know where the cafe area is? out the lobby, and that way down the stairs. We're gonna be over there hanging out. If you have any questions, if you'd like any clarification on anything, or you just wanna meet somebody, if you're new around here and thinking, what's the next steps? How do I get involved? This is a great opportunity for you to come and to hang out. I would love to meet you over there. I'm gonna be over there. Let's hang out. Can I get a head nod to understand? Yes, yeah, Sam, we hear you. We're in. Okay, beautiful. Bunch of bobbleheads out there. I love it. I love it. So listen, we're in a brand new series this week that we're calling Broken and Beautiful. And then we're gonna be in this for the next couple of weeks. It's, it has some really beautiful moments planned out for you guys. And so this is a lead-in video to kind of give you an idea of where we're going and what we're talking about. So check out the screens. We live in a society that often throws away what is broken with quick and sometimes cheaper replacements. It's the same with our own lives. We're quick to move on and disregard these issues and experiences that have shaped us. In doing this, we often miss how much more beautiful and powerful life can be if we embrace these moments. The journey of restoration can be slow and is unique to every individual and circumstance. God uses our broken moments to display His grace and beautiful restoration of not only our lives, but our futures. So the big idea in this Broken and Beautiful series is this idea that we are part of creation. And in creation, we have the opportunity to respond to God. We have the opportunity to create beauty in this world as a co-creator with Christ. And so we're gonna kind of break into that this morning and we're gonna set the stage for the weeks to come. But first, the band's gonna lead us in a song. And this song talks about, I, I want the words to just watch. Joe used the, uh, the language first service. He said, let these words wash over you. And I thought that was so beautiful because the words of this song talk about all of creation responding to God. All of the mountains declare, the oceans declare, the skies declare the majesty of the Lord. But us, individuals, as part of creation, we have the opportunity to create beauty in the world around us, to reflect the beauty of God through the story that he's telling in our own lives. And so if you wanna take a second and stand with us and worship with the band, that would be beautiful. with me, with your voice or your heart. God of creation, there at the start, before the beginning of time. With no point of reference, spoke to the dark and fleshed out the
Some of all our praise is still fine. 
I think my favorite lyric in that song, and I only caught it just now when Joe was singing it, is I see your heart eight billion times. How each individual is a reflection of the heart of God. That's such a beautiful song and such a beautiful depiction as our role in creation to respond to God. So let's pray together. God, thank you so much for today. Thank you so much for what you're doing in this room and online and through these worship gatherings. God, I pray today that as we dive into your word, that you would make it come alive to us. God, I pray right now you would prepare us to receive what you have for us today. I pray that you would soften our hearts. I pray that you'd open our minds. I pray that you'd make us receptive to your truth. God, we love you. We praise you. We adore you. In Jesus' name, everybody said? Amen. 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 Again, I'm Sam. Nice to meet you. I would love to, hopefully if I haven't met you yet, hopefully I get the opportunity to meet you. I am the new teaching pastor around here. We still have Craig, okay? Craig is, is at a conference this weekend. And man, let me just say, I can say this because he's not here and you know, he'll watch this later and whatever, no repercussions. But you guys, honestly, I don't know if you realize how blessed you are to have a leader like Craig at this church. I mean, it is absolutely incredible. And he's not even paying me to say this, right? This isn't part of the script, okay? I'm, I'm serious. His local impact, his national impact, his global impact through the church planting world and all of that, he's gone this week. I know he's been traveling a lot, but guys, we have a leader in this campus, in this community through Craig that has a reach far beyond Orion. And that is such a blessing that God uses him in those ways. And so I'm thankful to be here. I'm going to be one of the teaching pastors here. Um, and so I'm really pumped about this new series today. But let me start off, since I'm new around here, let me kind of just give you a little background and tell you a little bit about my family and the way that I grew up, okay? I grew up with no internet, no cable, no video games. Did anyone else grow up? that way at all. Anyone, look around, see those hands raised, okay? Those are the people that are having trouble in life, right? Correct? I mean, we grew up, right? We grew up and we had what? We had channel two, channel four, channel seven, channel 56, but that was PBS, so we didn't really watch that, right? Because we're kids, right? We had UPN 50 and we had WB20, that's it. Every once in a while we got channel nine, which was like the fuzzy channel from Windsor that came over and they were speaking in French and you're like, oh, something new, let's watch it, right? You knew when MASH came on TV, it was time to go to bed. You guys, you remember that? Growing up with no cable, anybody? Yeah, okay. So my family didn't have all of these things, and, but what we, what we did have coming up is we had musical instruments all over the house. We had acoustic guitars and electric guitars and bass guitars and a piano and keyboards and all the different things to play music. So rather than watching TV or playing video games or doing all these other things, you know, we played outside and uh, played music. And so I grew up in a household of creatives, right? We, we identified as creatives. Many of you, when you think creative, you think you wear too big of a sock hat leaned on the back of your head and that means you're a creative, right? Yes, is that a mental picture for anyone? That was me coming up. And so my family, we, were, we, we identified as creatives. My mom played the piano and she sang. And she wasn't like classically trained. Really, when she would play it, you know, her hands, she'd be going like this and she'd be hitting stuff. It sounded like a, like a Wild West saloon, if you will, when she was playing, okay? My mom was from Deep Woods, Alabama, and she grew up in an ultra conservative church situation. And so she knew all like the hymnals by heart because she'd been playing in church since she was like 12, right? So she could just a little talk with Jesus, let us tell him all about our trouble, he will. And she's like doing like the saloon runs with her hands and stuff. Yeah, are you getting a mental picture, right? So this was my mom, right? She was, she was a singer and piano player. My dad played guitar and sang his whole life and a songwriter and just really into music, loved performing in different bands and things like that, always singing in church and the choirs and all the things. I mean, so much so that my brother is a vocational music producer. Like that's what he does for a living. And he's like just art oozes from his pores. He's an incredible writer and musician and producer. And my sister is also a vocational musician. That's what she does for a living, living out in LA. She's a great writer. She's a videographer, a photographer, uh, uh, you know, just all the agrifer stuff. She does all of that, right? Just art oozes from her pores. Creativity oozes from their pores. And so it wasn't until I got to college that I realized that we weren't normal. 
I realized that that wasn't the case for everybody. Everybody didn't have musical instruments sitting around and they could just pick up and rather than like learning video games, we're sitting there like finger picking a guitar, learning how to strum and all that. Like that wasn't normal. And so my family wore that as sort of a badge of honor, right? We, we, we technically, we refer to ourselves as creatives, right? Because we were steeped in the arts and we could do these things and we thought, oh, well, we're just creative people. Other people are evidently not as creative as, they're not as creative as we are. They're not on our creativity level. We wear big sock hats. It is what it is, right? And then I got to college and I started meeting people and I met my wife and I met her family. And they wouldn't necessarily be steeped in like, I don't think they would identify themselves as creatives, okay? Like me and my family did. They, uh, they would fall more in like the academic realm. They were academics. So you can just think how thrilled they were when their daughter brought me home, right? I had like big gauges in my ears and the sock hat. I'm like, hey guys, what's up? They're like, oh dear Lord, okay. Nice to meet you, okay. <laughs> but they're, so there's more steep than the academic stuff. Like her, her dad, my wife's dad has like a couple master's degrees. Like he's got master's degrees, like, like it's just candy or something. I don't know, like a collection of them. He has his doctorate. Her mom has her EDS and is a master's and all, all the stuff. Her dad served as the executive senior, pa- executive, what is it? The senior executive pastor at a large church in Tennessee for the past 40 years. Same role, same church. 40 years. He served under six different lead pastors. Her mom was an early, edu- early childhood education. She was in lower elementary for the past 40 years. She retired in Tennessee and she retired in Georgia. And so I see this and I think, man, these people are really academic. But as I got to know them, I was blown away by their creativity. Blown away. I mean, think about it serving as the number two guy at a church for four decades under six different leadership regimes, six different leadership styles, riding the waves of culture and what's in and what's out and the adaptation and the growth and all the creativity that it takes to maintain and not only maintain, but to have an impact and to be thriving for four decades at a church. It's absolutely incredible the amount of creativity that oozes out of my father-in-law. Same thing with my mother-in-law. Think about that. You're teaching second and third graders to fall in love with math and science for nearly 40 years. Yeah. And all the teachers in the room go, oh, yeah, uh-huh. yes, yeah. That takes some serious creativity to capture the imagination and capture the attention of these little kids and say, hey, look, kids, math is awesome. I mean, the creativity that oozed from them was absolutely incredible. As I got to know my wife, I mean, she, it, was, it was mind-boggling how creative that she is. I mean, she's not your arts singer, songwriter. She thinks she's a singer. She wasn't here last service, so I went a little hard on this, but she's here this service, so I'm gonna be easy. I'm just gonna say that when Mariah Carey comes on the radio in the car, my wife believes that she can hit every note. And not only does she think she can hit every note, she has to pick them out of the air. She's going, oh yeah, ooh. And like the notes here, and, and my wife is, is dancing all around here, but she's, she's, she's feeling herself, and she's in the moment. And I'm like, babe, just open your eyes and be quiet. People can see you. Like, people can see you right now. She's going, I know. I'm hitting everything. Ah. And she'll like catch one note on the way down, and she'll go, did you hear that? I'm like, yeah, babe. I heard it. That was beautiful. I, I'm, my mind is blown by your talent and creativity. But her creativeness is just, it's, it's mind-boggling. It really is the way that she is a problem solver, the way that she is, comes up with solutions in our family dynamics and the fact that we have six kids under the age of 12 and people are like, how do you do that? How do you, how do you function? My answer is never, it's because I'm awesome. That's never my response. My response is, my wife's a rock star. That's all there is to it. My wife is the most creative person I've ever met in my life. She makes all things work. She makes all, th- and plus she works full time. She's, she's, she's a, a, a developmental specialist for early childhood education in Wayne County. I mean, it's incredible the creativity that just oozes from her and oozes from her family. And see, the reality is, oftentimes, if we're not careful, we can dismiss our own creativity because it doesn't look like somebody else's. If we're not careful, we can disqualify ourselves from being, oh, I'm just not, I'm not creative. Oh, I'm not the creative type. I don't own any sock hats that I can wear off the back of my head. And we equate it to that 
while discounting our own creativity and what God has birthed inside of us. If we're not careful, we can say, well, I can't play just a little talk with Jesus. Let us tell. I can't do that. I can't get on stage and sing like Joe can sing. I can't get up there and play the keys like Chris can play the keys. I can't get up there and speak like Susan gets up here with such ease and such grace and share. I can't do those things. So I'm not a creative. That's not in me. That's not what I do. But this morning, what I want to discuss and what I want to kind of get into is that we are all creative, all of us. Every person in this room, every person watching online, we are all creative beings. We are wired that way. We are called and created and crafted to be creative individuals. And not only that, we are called to co-create with God. And so we're going to break that down a little bit this morning. You know, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, it talks about how we are created in the image of God. It says, and he created mankind in our image. Let us create mankind in our image, right? That's what it says in Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. We're created in the image of God. There's a Latin term that's used all throughout scripture. And if you've been in any Christian circles, I'm sure you've heard this terminology, imago Dei, that we're created in the image and likeness of God. Well, among other things that God is, did you know that God's creative? I mean, it seems kind of obvious, but I, I, for a long time, missed that connection. Yeah, he's creator, right? Like he created everything. But do you not realize that everything seems to wonder of who he is and that his creativity is in everything that we experience? I mean, think about that. Think about the first five words of the Bible. Genesis chapter one, verse one. First five words. In the beginning, God created. That's a pretty huge attribute of God. In the beginning, God created. And Genesis 1.27 says that we are created in the image and likeness of God, who is the ultra creative being. So sound logic would tell us that if God is ultra creative and we are created in the image and likeness of God, thus therefore, right, we are ultra creative. We have creativity inside of us. We have creativity inside of us that God wants to use to bring beauty to the world around us. And I would take it even a step further. Not only are we just creative and we have that inside of us, but God wants to partner with us and wants to co-create with us to bring forth his purposes within creation. And so we see this all over scripture. We see this all over scripture where God is co-creating with individuals. And it looks a little bit different in the Old Testament than it does the New Testament. Because the way that we are able to co-create with God is through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. And so if you're new here today, if you're walking off the street, it's your first time here uh, at Kensington, I want you to know that your Bible is broken up into kind of two main areas, two main ideas, right? There's a big chunk at the beginning called the Old Testament. And there's a blank page in the middle. How many of y'all ever seen that blank page? You're like, oh, the editor messed up. I got to write somebody. No, that page is to separate the Old Testament and the New Testament. And then there's the New Testament. So in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit interacted with humanity differently than it does in the New Testament. And so what I want to do this morning is I want to take just a little journey through the whole, the whole text, the whole scriptures. We're going to be here until, you know, for the next 13 days going through this. Okay, you guys ready? Strap in. That's why we have the tables. No, we're going to hit some main points and we're going to move along this, but we're going to go walk through scriptures and see how the, the Holy Spirit has partnered with humanity to co-create, to bring about God's purposes within creation. And so we're going to start all the way back in Exodus chapter 31 to set the stage. Exodus chapter 31, what's going on right now in, in scripture at this time is that Moses has liberated the people, the, the, Israeli, the Israelites from Egyptian captivity. So they've left out of Egypt, right? Charlton Heston has stood there and said, let my people go, right? This has already happened. And now they're in the desert in pursuit of the promised land. And as they're doing this, they set up camp and then they move and then they set up camp and then they move and then they set up camp. And that's kind of the way it's been going. And so they've had this tent that they set up at the edge of their camp called the tent of meeting. And this is essentially like their church. And so God and Moses, they come up with this thing. They're like, okay, we need to build a tabernacle. We need a proper space for us to meet with God. Essentially, they're designing the first portable church. Do you guys know what a portable church is? 
Two of our campuses here at Kensington are portable churches, our Birmingham campus and our Clarkston campus. It means they go into a high school, to a space that's not a church, they set up all the things to worship, they worship, and then they take them all down and move, and then they come back next week, and they set it all up, and they worship, and then they take them back down, and then they set them up. So that's sort of the portable church. Here in scripture, this is the first portable church, the tabernacle. They take this thing as they move, and they set it up as they go, and as they set up camp, they set up this tabernacle. Well, they need to build this thing out. And so God uses this man named, well, this person named Bezalel. I say person because some Jewish uh, sightings say that he was only 13, 14 years old as he's leading this. But this guy is the first general contractor in the scriptures. He's the first general contractor of the first portable church. Did you guys know there was a general contractor? Some of you guys are like, I got to read my Bible. This guy's not telling the truth. I've never heard of a general contractor in scripture. Well, this Bezalel guy is charged with leading the tradesmen to build this tabernacle. And they're working with precious metals and gems and garments and woodworking and masonry and all the different things to make this place come to life. And so in Exodus chapter 31, verses two and three, it says this, I have chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, and the son of Hur from the tribe of Judah. And check this out. Here's the important part. Check this out. And I have filled him with the spirit of God. I have filled him with the spirit of God. The Holy Spirit empowers Bezalel to accomplish, to accomplish the will of God, to accomplish the purposes of God within creation. And then Bezalel oversees this team of, of people to make this happen. And the, the purposes of God are manifested within creation because of the Holy Spirit empowerment of Bezalel and his team. Fast forward a little bit to the book of Numbers. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers. Numbers chapter 11. Moses is leading the people through the wilderness, right? They're out of Egypt looking for the promised land. They're going, they're looking, and the people of Israel are just fed up. They're sick and tired of, of being sick and tired, right? They're sick of being out in the desert. They're sick of wandering, and they're complaining, and they're fighting, and they're like, hey, this is terrible. Like, at least back in Egypt, we had this, that, and the other. Out here, we got nothing. Moses, this is terrible. What are you doing? Moses is like, man, I'm dog tired. I'm exhausted. I'm, I'm at the end of my rope. I don't know if I can do this anymore. And so Moses goes to God and he's like, dude, like this is heavy and the people are not happy and we're out here. If you don't know how the story goes, they, spend, they end up spending 40 years in the wilderness looking for the promised land. Moses is tired. Moses is worn out. And he comes to God and says, God, I don't, I don't know if I can do this. God says, okay, here's what we're gonna do. I want you to grab 70 of your greatest leaders from your people, from the Israelites, bring them together, and they're gonna share the load. And so in Numbers chapter 11, verse 17, this is God talking. Check it out how this goes down. He says, I will come down and talk to you there. I will take some of the spirit that is upon you, and I will put the spirit upon them also. They will bear the burden of the people along with you, so you will not have to carry it alone. If you remember back at the burning bush, when Moses is, is interacting with God, God's like, yo, I will be with you. And he puts his spirit within Moses to lead the people of Israel out of captivity in towards the promised land. And so God says, I'm going to take some of that spirit, the Holy Spirit, and give it to these leaders so they can lead the people with you, to carry the burden with you. This Holy Spirit empowerment to accomplish the purposes of God within creation. Fast forward a little more. Other side of the promised land, the, the people of Israel, they're doing their thing. And all of a sudden they're, dis, they're, they're, they're segregated again. There's dissension again. Are you seeing a pattern in the people of Israel, right? It's just like, come on guys, get it together. Well, there's, there's separation again. Now it's over sort of the judicial system. Who's gonna run us? Who's gonna be in charge? What political system do we want intact? Oh, you thought that was brand new to us? <laughs> That's been a long round for a long time. And so this half over here, they want the judges. They want judges to run it. They want judges to make the decision and the whole deal. This half over here says, no, all of our neighboring communities and unneighboring people, they'll have kings. We want a king. It's like, no, we want judges. No, we want a king. No, we want judges. No, we want a king. Blah, 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 blah. And so finally, a leader arises in Saul, and he's fed up with this. And it says in 1 Samuel chapter 11, verse 6, it says, Then the Spirit of God came mightily upon Saul, and he became very angry. And Saul takes charge of the situation and Saul ends up being their king and uniting the, Israel, the, the Israelites, it, it, uniting the Hebrew people under his kingship. The spirit of God came upon Saul and empowered him 
to take care of the purposes of God within creation, to bring about the purposes of God within creation. And so we see this time and time again. This is just three examples. There's many examples of the spirit of God coming in and someone co-creating with God to, to bring about the purposes of God within creation. And then you skip ahead and you begin to see the prophets. You get to the, the prophets portion of scripture and they start to tell us something new that's coming. They start to say, hey, there's a new way that's gonna come. There's a new way that the Holy Spirit is gonna begin to interact with us. There's a new way that this is gonna go down. And so in Ezekiel chapter 36, verses 26 and 27, it says this, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove you, I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And then check this part out. And I will put my spirit in you. You will move and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. They're forecasting a shift. And for us, 2,000 years later, 2,000 plus years later, we're looking back on, okay, yeah, big deal. Spirit of God, Holy Spirit, awesome, whatever. But you gotta think about what these people are thinking, right? When the prophets are saying, hey, check it out. God is gonna put his spirit in you. They're automatically thinking, wait a second. The same spirit that was in Bezalel? The same spirit that was in Moses and then went from Moses to Joshua? You mean the same spirit that was in Saul? that went from Saul and then went to David? You mean the same spirit that was, in Moses, that was in all of these heavy hitters in our faith? You're saying that spirit of God is gonna be available to me? And so the prophets are laying this out there that people are like, oh, that's incredible. And so there's this great anticipation building for this to come. And then you go just past that blank page in your Bible and you enter the gospels and Jesus shows up. Jesus enters the narrative. Now, here's why this is so huge. The Holy Spirit has been working in people to accomplish the purposes of God within creation. And then Jesus. This is the creator entering creation. Now, God is in the flesh. God with us, Emmanuel, the whole Christmas story. Now, the creator is in creation and we see his life and ministry and miracles. And while he's living on earth, you see that the lame are he uh, begin to walk, the blind can see, the deaf are raised to life. And you see the purposes of God happening in creation through Jesus, the creator in creation. And you think, awesome, that's it, we've arrived. That's it, this is perfect. What could be better? Well, towards the end of his ministry, Jesus calls his disciples together. He says, guys, listen, here's what's going down. I'm gonna go away but it's good for you that I'm going away because if I go away, then the counselor can come. Check it out in John chapter 16, verse seven. It says, but I tell you the truth. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. You know, after all this ministry, after all these purposes of God are becoming fulfilled within creation, before their very eyes, he says this. He says, but I tell you the truth. It is for your good that I'm going away. I can just imagine them going, uh-oh, oh, 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 uh, what? How is, how is that gonna be good? How is that gonna be better, right? What? He said, it's for your good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the counselor will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. When Jesus is talking about going away, he's talking about his death and burial and resurrection and ascension, the, the Easter story. He's saying, this is what's gonna go down. And when it does, I'm gonna send the Holy Spirit to you. So then fast forward to Acts chapter two. So I told you, we're moving right through here. Fast forward to Acts chapter two, the day of Pentecost. Essentially what this is, is it's all the followers of Jesus, they get together and they're like, okay, he said he was leaving and he actually left. Now what are we gonna do, <laughs> right? That's essentially what they're doing. They get together, they're like, uh, yo, Peter, did you see, James, John, you, got, you guys all saw that, right? Like, he's gone, now what? And so they get together in the upper room, they begin to pray. Like, God, what are you gonna do, what are you going do? And, the Holy Spirit shows up. The Holy Spirit shows up. It says it comes in like a mighty wind, settles like a cloud. Like it's just this, this huge experience. If you've never read it, read Acts chapter two, because essentially what this is, it's the birth of the church as we know it. And it's a beautiful story, a beautiful experience. And so the Holy Spirit shows up. And when the Holy Spirit shows up, something crazy happens. All the people start talking in these foreign languages and all these languages that are not native to themselves. But when they were gathered in this upper room in Jerusalem, there was a big festival going on. So there were a lot of people who weren't from Jerusalem in Jerusalem. And so in this upper room, when the Holy Spirit fell, they all begin to speak in these languages of all the people that are there. 
You're like, whoa, I'm hearing the gospel of Jesus in my own language. You, these people shouldn't be speaking my language. And so all this stuff starts to go down. So much so the onlookers are like, yo, they've been drinking. They've been hitting the bottle early today. Seriously, again, you guys are like, this is not in the Bible. What this guy is saying is not in the Bible. It is, check it out. Because Peter comes out to address the crowds. And the, one of the first things he says, he's like, guys, we're not drunk. It's only nine o'clock in the morning. And I can hear the heckler in the back, but it's five o'clock somewhere, Peter. Right? Like you can, you can, can you put yourself there? Can you feel it? I can feel it. <laughs> Maybe you were that guy. <laughs> I was probably that guy. Let's be real. But he comes out and he addresses the crowd. And he's like, no, listen, here's the deal. Here's what's happening. And Peter gets up and he preaches to the crowds that are gathered because of the commotion and what's going on. And it says that 3,000 people were added to their number that day because of what he said. Check out what he says in Acts chapter two, verse 38. He says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, right? The gospel, preaching it. But then check out what he says right after that. He says, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Whoa. Guys, that's huge. You will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Rather than God with us, Emmanuel, now it's God in us. That's powerful. Rather than God with us, it becomes God in us. We're invited to be co-creators with God through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. We're invited into that process. We're invited to create and bring beauty to the world around us that is a reflection of who God is. We're invited, each and every one of us are uniquely crafted and created in the image of God, in this Imago Dei, in the likeness of God. Each and every one of us are empowered by the Holy Spirit, this God in us. Each and every one of us are wired to be a unique reflection of God to the world around us, just like the song that we sang, So Will I. Each and every one of us are crafted and created in that way. We are empowered to accomplish the purposes of God within creation. And so whether you're a doctor or a physician or a pediatrician or a school teacher or an administrative assistant, an office manager, a lawyer, you're a tradesman, you know, you're a plumber, you're an electrician, uh, you know, you're a full-time mom, full-time dad, however you spend your time, you need to know that you are a creative being and you are called to co-create with God. Whether it be in your family uh, relationships, in your marriage, your family dynamics, your intimate relationships, your, your casual relationships, your work relationships, your relationship with your neighbors whose dog gets out all the time and you gotta go catch it. Maybe it's your relationships with the person who checks you out at the grocery store consistently or your bank teller. However, you are connected to people. You are a creative being and you are called to co-create with God. You might not have thought this when we walked in, but this is a room full of creatives. Watching online, you are full, we are full, this community is full of creatives, whether you realized it or not. We have some specific people within our faith community who are co-creating with God, Austin, Austin Ord. I came across his story this week. Austin Ord launched the singles group here at, at Kensington Orion. And Austin is not the kind of guy that wants to get up. He doesn't typically like being the center of attention. He's not the guy that wants to be on stage with the spotlight and the microphone and all the attention and all of that. But he felt God was calling him to step up. He felt God was calling him to co-create with God a space where people who are single can find community and a sense of belonging. And so he stepped up and he did it. And now Kensington has this group of singles who have that. They have that community. They have that sense of belonging because Austin was willing to step aside and say, yes, I am willing to bring my creativity and create a space for people that are like me. To create a space where people can experience God together. Lisa Kassar, she, she runs the 90, 99 Discipleship Group here at the Orient Campus. 
And the idea came to her to launch something like this back in 2015. This idea of, I, I, I think God might be urging me to create a group where people can kind of discover the next steps in their faith and they can connect with people and connect with God. And when she had the idea in 2015, initially she shut it down. She was like, nah, man, that's, oof. She, she, felt, she felt inadequate. She felt like it would be out of her depth, that she wasn't equipped to do something like that. I don't think it ended up launching until 2018, but now it's a thriving group here in the Orion community. And she said in the early days, the way that she got through it, and she would continually go to God and say, like on a weekly basis, she would go to God and say, okay, God, now what? What's next? Okay, and then they'd do that week and she'd come back to God, okay, God, now what? And then she'd get through that week and she'd come back to God, okay, God, now what? Consistently coming back to co-create with God, to bring forth the purposes of God within creation. I mean, even after last service, I met this guy, Bill Pinho. And Bill was telling me about something. I, he gave me his business card. That's why I pulled something out of my pocket. Bill was telling me about FaithWorks, which they go around and they help disabled people and elderly and widows, and they build ramps and they build additions on houses. And it was just essentially some guys saying, hey, we can use our hands. We're pretty crafty. We can do this sort of thing. And they said, we're gonna use these talents and abilities to co-create with God and to bring about the purposes of God within creation. And so when Bill came and talked to me at the Orient Connect after last service, he was like, man, yes, that's exactly what happened with me. And now there are thousands of people who have the services they need because Bill Pinho was able to say, yeah, I'm a creative person and I can use that creativity and I can allow God to work in, through, and around me to co-create and bring beauty to this world and accomplish the purposes of God within creation. See, maybe you're in here today. Maybe you're with us today and you consistently disqualify yourself from co-creating with God because your gifts and your talents and your abilities don't look like other people's or you don't identify as a creative. I'm just not a creative person. That's just not me. Well, I want you to know this morning whether you're watching online or you're in this room with us. You are a creative person. You are created in the image of God. The Imago Dei. You are created in the image and likeness of God. And God is the great creator. In the beginning, God created. You are created in the image and likeness of God. You are uniquely and wonderfully crafted and created. And you are the sum total of your experiences. You're the sum total of all the things that have happened in your life. And God wants to use that. See, it, as you get to know me and I get to know you, you're gonna hear me say something all the time because I frequent this, because I believe this. Only you can do what you do, how you do it. Only you can do what you do, how you do it. I can't do what Bill Pinho is doing. I can't do what Lisa is doing. I can't do what Austin is doing. I couldn't do what Bezalel did. I couldn't do what Moses and Saul and De Only you do, only you can do what you do, how you do it. And if you're not doing it, we're all missing out on your greatness. We're all missing out on the greatness that God wants to co-create in, through, and around you. We're all missing out on the beauty that God wants to bring into creation through you as a co-creator. And so as we get ready to sing this last song, I want you to take a moment. Maybe you close your eyes. Maybe you just kind of kill out some of the distractions as you're preparing. And I want you to ask yourself two questions. The first question is this, God, who are you calling me to be? Who are you calling me to be? In what ways are you trying to catalyze creativity within me? In what ways are you trying to do this to materialize God's purposes within creation? Who do you want me to be? Who are you crafting and creating for me to be? The second question I want you to ask yourself is this and ask God, God, what are you calling me to do? How do I put feet on this? How do I bring this to fruition? How do I begin to fulfill
fulfill the purposes of God within creation, through co-creation with God, through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Who do you want me to be and what do you want me to do? Because again, only you can do what you do, how you do it. And if you're not doing it, we're all missing out on your greatness. The body of Christ is missing out on your greatness. The community here at Orion is missing out on your greatness. The bank teller, the grocery clerk, your neighbors, the people you work with, your family, we're all missing out on your greatness. God, who do you want me to be? And God, what do you want me to do? Let's pray together. God, I thank you so much for today. I thank you so much for what you're doing in, through, and around this Orient community. And God, I pray this morning for those of us who are consistently disqualifying ourselves, who don't identify as creatives, and so therefore, we've sort of just shut the whole idea down. God, I pray this morning that you would do business with us, that we would leave this room, or we would leave this online experience different than when we came in because we've experienced you. I pray that you would open us up to the creativity that is inside and that we would be willing to be used by you as co-creators to bring forth your purposes within creation. God, help us to live into who you've called us to be. Let us to recognize who you say that we are so that we can live that moving forward. God, we love you, we praise you, we adore you. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen, amen. Go ahead and stand and worship with us.
thank those of you who have continued to be a partner here at Kensington through your generosity. It's because of your generosity that we're able to do all the things we're able to do locally and globally. And so if you'd like to give this morning, the information will be up on the screens. And as you're doing that, let me just remind you, I know I asked you earlier who came to midweek last week, last month, who's coming to midweek this month? Let me see, raise your hands, raise your hands, raise your hands, raise your hands. All right, now you can't lie in church, so you gotta be here. All right, see how that worked? That was the bait and switch, I got you, okay? November 17th, midweek in this room. It's gonna be incredible. Listen, if you are kind of wrestling with some of this stuff of maybe what are your next steps, check out the hub out in the lobby. They'd love to meet with you. If you're still wrestling with this and you want someone to pray with you, you're saying, God's doing something in me and I would love someone to pray with me. Our prayer partners are gonna be up here in the front and then also come out to Orient Connect. If you're new around here, I'd love to meet you. If you'd like to talk to me, come on. I'll be over there. Let's go hang out over by the cafe, all right? Love you guys, praying for you guys. Thank you so much. Thanks for being with us today. You've been listening to the Kensington Church Podcast. If you've enjoyed this recording, check back weekly for new content. You can find Kensington on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and of course, at kensingtonchurch.org.